I want you to think for a moment about all the precious gifts that God has given to you. In fact, uh, we've, we've referenced that today. I, I noticed in Jeff's prayer this morning uh, around the offering table that he mentioned God as being the model of giving. And that's, that's so true. He is the example to us of, of how to give. James chapter 1, verse 17 says that every good and perfect gift has been given to us from God. I want you to think about the number of gifts that God has given to you personally. First of all, we would have to say this. He has given to us life itself. He has created us in His image. He has breathed into us the breath of life. And then He's given to us His own Son, Jesus. He has given to us the forgiveness of sin, that if we would put our faith in His Son, we are forgiven, we are set free from our sin. He has given to us the Holy Spirit. When we accept accept Jesus as Savior, the Holy Spirit comes and He lives inside of us. He makes His home in our heart. He then helps us to live the life that we are supposed to live. He has also given to us the assurance, the promise of heaven, God has. I had somebody just a few weeks ago ask me about assurance of salvation, and we most definitely can live with the assurance of heaven that it is ours through Jesus Christ. 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 and 12 says, And the testimony is this, that God has given to us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has the life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. You talk about a precious gift that God has given to us, this gift of eternal life and the assurance that we can have that that life can be ours. We don't have to worry or or fear about where we're going to spend eternity at, we can know without a doubt that we are headed towards heaven because we have put our faith in Jesus Christ. In fact, you think about the gifts that God has given to us. Ephesians says that He has given to us everything that we need for godliness. He is truly the giver of every good and perfect gift. Not to mention all of the the physical gifts that He gives to us as well. He gives to us uh, that which we need. He provides for us. He has given to us people that we can love, and those people in return can love us. What a blessing that is. We have the blessing of family and, and friends and church family. Praise God for His good gifts to us. Amen? I want to share with you one special gift that I've been given just recently. And I uh, hope that you will allow me to do this and just understand it's, it's part of my life, part of my heart now. Uh, nine months ago, I was given a little baby granddaughter, Kenzie. And uh, I remember as she was getting ready to be born, I was trying to think, what do I want her to call me? The other grandpa, Logan's dad, wanted to be called grandpa so that that was out I I needed to come up with something besides grandpa and so I was thinking there and I even went to the internet and I was looking 
at, at all of the different names that, that are attributed to Grandpa. And I saw Granddad, and I saw G-Daddy, and I saw G-Paw, and I saw Pops, and, and Gramps, and Grampster, and, and just, I mean, the list was long, page after page of names for Grandpa. And my kids wanted me to be called Poopsie. And I said, no way am I going to be called Poopsie. <laughs> uh, you know what I came up with? I came up with Papa. And uh, that was my dad's name to my kids, to his grandkids. And uh, one month before Kenzie was, was born, my dad passed away. And, and I just felt like it was the right thing for me to carry on his name. And so I chose Papa. And I'm hoping I've got a video here that will work. Let me... Let's see it. Papa. Kenzie. Papa. 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 Kenzie, go. Kenzie. Okay, you can shut it off. <laughs> I just had to show you that. You, that got my heart. I, God is good, isn't he? And we praise His holy name. He gives to us physical gifts, and He gives to us spiritual gifts. And we've, for the last ten weeks, we have been talking about the fact that God has given to us His Holy Spirit. Jesus said to His disciples in that upper room before He departed from them, He's saying, I'm getting ready to leave, and I am going to give to you a helper. The Holy Spirit. And so for ten weeks we have talked about the Holy Spirit and who He is and what He can do for us. And one of the things that we have said in that ten-week series was that He brings with Him spiritual gifts. When, when He comes into our heart, He does not come empty-handed. He comes bearing gifts. And so we are beginning today a series of sermons on those spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit brings with him. Simply today, I want to ask some questions and try to answer those questions from Scripture. And a little bit of what we're talking about today will be a review of what I said a few weeks ago. But it will be a good review as we kick this series off on the subject of spiritual gifts. The first question is this, what are spiritual gifts? I'll answer that question in this way. A spiritual gift is a supernatural enabling of the Holy Spirit equipping God's people to serve Him by effectively ministering to others. Now that is a direct quote from the Southeast Christian Church in Louisville, Kentucky. And if you're like me, you need to let that definition, if we could just keep that up there for a moment, let that definition sink into your mind. I, I needed to read it several times. And so let me read it to you again. It says this, it's a supernatural enabling of the Holy Spirit. In other words, this is not something that we come up with ourselves. It is the Holy Spirit working in us. He is equipping us. We are God's people the Holy Spirit is equipping us to serve God 
by effectively ministering to other people. Now, over the weeks to come, we will break that definition down even more as we go in this series. Here's another definition that I have come up with from a book entitled Discovering My Gifts. And and the definition is this. Spiritual gifts are the abilities that God has given to us for meeting the needs of others. Now that's really about as concise and clear a definition as you'll ever find. The Greek word for gift is charisma. And you will recognize that word, I'm sure, as the root word for our English word, charismatic. Now, we often refer to someone as a charismatic if we think they are having too much of the Holy Spirit. They're jumping the pews and they're rolling in the aisles and and they're carrying on. And so we say of them, they are charismatic. Now we have to be careful that we don't stereotype what it means to be charismatic. The truth is, most of us here today are charismatic. If you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, and if He has brought a gift to you, then you are charismatic. And by the way, I don't think any of us can ever have too much of the Holy Spirit. The Scripture tells us to be filled up with the Spirit. That's Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. It should be our prayer and desire to be filled up to overflowing with the Spirit of God. Now that doesn't mean that we are acting goofy, but rather it means that we are being holy, that we are being like Him, that He is molding us into His image and that we are letting the Holy Spirit impact us in every way. You and I have been given a spiritual charisma or gift. Now let me tell you what the word gift or charisma means. It means grace. You notice that last, that right there on on the screen, gift or charisma means grace. Grace. We have been given a divine grace or a divine gift which enables us to serve Him and others more effectively. One person called it a divine gratuity. Another person called it a spiritual endowment. It is a gift of grace that God has given Now I have again on an insert what those divine gifts are and as they are listed in the New Testament. As I said to you a few weeks ago, it's, it's probably not a complete list, but it is what we do find in the New Testament in four different passages of Scripture. One from Romans 12, one from 1 Corinthians 12, one from Ephesians chapter 4, and the last from 1 Peter chapter 4. Note this, a spiritual gift is different than a talent. I think that's important for us to understand. You don't find on this list of spiritual gifts the gift of music, for instance. Singing pretty is not a spiritual gift, nor is 
being able to play the drums or the guitar or the piano a spiritual gift. Those are talents, uh, natural talents for some. That, that, and, and for others, they're talents that have been developed with a lot of hard work and, and a lot of practice and a lot of hours. I will tell you this, though. Oftentimes, a person's natural talents are the channel through which their spiritual gifts are used. For instance, and I'm going to talk about one of our members at this point, Jamie Gull. I don't know if Jamie's in here this morning. I know he was up here singing. You'll see him up here quite often singing in the praise group. He has a natural talent of singing. And he sings good. In fact, here over the last month or two, we've heard him lead some songs. Jamie, I think, has the gift of service. And he uses his, his talent of ministry, that is a channel or a funnel through which he uses his spiritual gift of service. And that gift of service shows up in a lot of different ways. If you just watch on a Sunday morning even, you can see that gift of service in Jamie's life show up in a variety of ways. Sometimes you'll see him at, at the sound booth. And he'll be, he'll be running the soundboard for us. He's serving in that capacity. Here before first service, if he's not on the sound booth, oftentimes you'll see him out in the parking lot. And he's, he's helping people into the doors and, and walking them into the auditorium if they need help. He's serving. He is one who has the gift of service. Probably two months ago, or maybe three, I had this, this idea that, that I thought was going to work. I... I took my car into Walmart to the automotive center on a Sunday morning early. I was going to get some new tires that, that morning. And I thought I'll be the first one there and I'll get it done in 30 minutes and I'll, I'll take my sermon with me and I'll just sit while they're putting new, new tires on my car and I'll study my sermon there and uh, no glitches whatsoever and I'll get to church and no problem. <laughs> I, the only thing that worked of my plan was that I was the first customer there. I was right there at 7.30, and uh, nobody else was, was waiting behind me. I told, In fact, I had talked to somebody on the phone. The reason I was going in on a Sunday morning, I had talked to somebody on a phone the day before, and they had told me that the size tire that I needed uh, was going to go on sale the next morning, Sunday morning. And they only had eight of them in stock, and so the sale would last for as long as they had those eight in stock. And so I thought, hey, I, I want that sale price. And so I had this plan of going in on Sunday morning and, and, and uh, went in and told him the tires that I wanted and the price that he shot me was a lot higher than what the fellow the day before had even told me. And so there was the glitch. He was trying to figure out the price, and I wanted the sale price, and he didn't see it in his computer. And, and so by 8 o'clock, 
he's still at the computer and he hasn't even got my car into the shop yet and I'm seeing the writing on the wall I need somebody to come get me from church and so I called and and Tim answered the phone that day and and I said hey uh, this is the situation and somebody needs to come get me if you guys want a sermon this morning if Jerry would have answered the phone he would have left me out there I know he would have no sermon today <laughs> but Tim went and he found a servant Jamie and Jamie pulled up picked me up I left the car during church hours Jamie brought me to church you see the gift of service shows up in a variety of ways and one of the ways for Jamie is through his natural talent of music and that the same is true with my wife she loves to sing and she has a, a talent for for singing she's sung all of her life and and her gift one of her gifts is the gift of service and so it's a very natural thing for her to channel her gift of service through music and you know the gift of service shows up in a lot of different avenues you notice I have a basket here on the stage today and it's full of items that have been crocheted we've got a group of ladies that have a talent in our church for crocheting Carol Fair is is one of those and there's a number of ladies that meet with Carol every week and they just go to town crocheting on things and did you know that every baby that is born in Mercy Hospital receives one of these from our ladies. Isn't that neat and beautiful? And, and every baby that is born in our church, the mom receives a baby blanket or a baby afghan that these ladies have worked on. And, and, uh, and that, let me show you another one. This, this is much bigger. One of our ladies did this. I think this is maybe a lap quilt, is what Marcy told me, for an older person. Uh, a shut-in that, that our, our ladies are crocheting, and they're doing all kinds of things. If, some, if, if a young couple gets married, they receive a, a, a much larger afghan that they both can wrap up in and snuggle together. I, I mean... This is a wonderful thing that our ladies are doing. They are using a talent that they have as a funnel through which their spiritual gift can be used. I'm betting that Carol has a gift of service. And I'm thinking probably all of those ladies who are a part of that group have a spiritual gift of service. And they're using that gift, funneling it through a natural talent that they have or a talent that they have learned and worked hard to perfect. And I could go on and on with different examples of that kind of thing. Troy Pyatt is another example of this. Troy has a gift of service. If, if you have been around Troy at all, you'll know without a doubt he has the spiritual gift of service. And what is it else that Troy likes to do? He likes to cook. 
And if you've ever sat down at the table of Troy's cooking, you know he is a good cook. And he uses that talent that he has perfected over the years in the kitchen. He uses it as a funnel through which his spiritual gift can be used. My point is, there is a difference between one's talents and one's spiritual gift. But oftentimes, our natural talents are the channel through which we utilize the spiritual gift that God has given to us. I wonder for you, has God given you a talent of some sort? If so, can you figure a way to use that talent to His glory and honor and to the upbuilding of the body? Or maybe He has given to you simply a natural love for something. I'm thinking of a fellow named Bob at my son Jonathan's church. Bob has a love for guns. He instilled that love for guns into his boys who are now grown. And Bob, in order to have some continued time with his grown sons, has put together an elaborate shooting range on his farm. He's got a range for handguns. He's got a range for shotguns. He's got a range for rifles. And those boys, oftentimes on a weekend, are anxious to come home and spend some time on the shooting range and some time with their dad. Sounds like a pretty good idea Bob has. But you know what? Bob shares his shooting range with the church. He invites the church guys out for a big shooting competition. I've got a picture. I think maybe I've showed you this picture of my dad. It was taken just probably three weeks. Two weeks, actually, before he died. This was the last weekend that I spent with him. At Jonathan's house, we had purposefully gone that weekend together knowing that there was a shooting competition at Bob's house and Jonathan invited us to come up and bring our guns and bring our ammo and we would have fun together and boy did we ever have fun. That's my dad with a 38 caliber on his, on his hip. And I've got some special memories of that weekend and you know, there were, there were probably 40 guys there that weekend and I never seen so much ammo <laughs> and so many guns and a lot of fun that guys were having together and they were really careful with the safety aspect. They had guys that had been trained in gun safety and they were there at every station making sure that, that every person was being safe. And you know what Bob was doing during this time? He was, at the, he was at the grill, smoking ribs, grilling ribs and hamburgers and all kinds of meat for these guys. And, and the guys, as they come, not only did they bring their guns and their ammo, they brought a side dish along with them. And when lunchtime came, did we ever have a good time eating together 
So he had this natural love for guns, but he used that as a funnel through which he utilized his gift of hospitality. You see how this works? Leon's one. I'm seeing Leon sitting right down here, and Leon is, is a perfect example of that in our own church. One who likes to, to cook on a grill, and one who has the gift of hospitality. And he uses his talent on the grill to funnel through and utilize that gift of hospitality. What's your gift? How can you use a natural talent that you have or a love for something that God has given to you, how can you use that to build up the body of Christ and to bring glory to Him? Somebody might say, I don't have any talents. I don't know if I have any gifts. Well, whether you have a talent or not, I, I don't know for sure about that. But one thing I know for sure, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, if you have given your heart and life to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit has come inside of you, and He has not come empty-handed. He has given to you at least one spiritual gift. And so my next question would be simply this. Who has a spiritual gift? We've kind of already answered that, but I just want to emphasize it to you. We need to understand that every believer has at least one spiritual gift. The Holy Spirit has not left anybody out. He has not overlooked anyone when He came to live inside of you, He came with at least one spiritual gift for you. I'll read to you a few passages of Scripture that give evidence to this. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7 from the New Living Translation says this, However, He has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12, 7, again, the New Living Translation says, A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. 1 Peter 4, 10, out of the New International Version says, Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others. And so it's very clear in Scripture, each person who has said yes to Jesus, has been given a spiritual gift. Now, the gift that you have may be different than the person's gift who is sitting across the aisle from you. In fact, the gift that you have may be different than the one who is sitting right next to you, who may be a family member. You, husband, may have a different spiritual gift than what your wife has, and vice versa. And that's good. God has given to you the gift that He wants you to have. 
And this is important too, to note that there is no reason for anybody to feel uppity that they have a, a better gift or a more important gift than the one who is sitting next to them. No, every gift is needed in the body because every person is important in the body. Paul said this in Romans 12, 3, For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Do you know the context of that passage? The context in which he said that is spiritual gifts. God knew that's where Satan would try to tempt us and cause division within the church. For a person to think this way, my gift of preaching and my gift of evangelism is, is more important than your gift of service. <laughs> no, not at all. That's an ungodly thought. That's an ungodly attitude for anybody to have, whatever their gift might be, to look down their nose at someone and think that, that their gift's better than the other person's gift, or more important, or more needed in the Lord's church. No, every gift is important just as every person is important, and we have no reason whatsoever to look down our nose at somebody because we think our gift's more important than their gift. No, we all are making a very important contribution to the body. Now, here's another question. Third question. What is the purpose of spiritual gifts? And we talked about this a few weeks ago, but I want us to review it again as we begin this series on spiritual gifts. We must have the, the central purpose in mind of, of what our spiritual gifts are all for. And, and the scripture is very clear about that. Simply stated, two purposes for our spiritual gifts. The first stated purpose is that God would be glorified. And the second stated purpose is that it is for the good of others. Our spiritual gift is for the good of of others. Let me read to you again from 1 Peter chapter 4 verses 10 and 11. We kind of looked at verse 10 a little bit just a, a moment ago. Let me read that to you again and verse 11 along with it. It says each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Very clear. Your gift and my gift are for the glory of God and for the good of others. Your gift of service is to be exercised in such a way that God gets the glory and the church body is made stronger. 
My gift of preaching is to be exercised in such a way that God gets the glory. That's why oftentimes if someone would say to me after I've preached, Kevin, that was a good sermon, I try to point the direction, the glory towards God. I'll say, praise the Lord. I learned that from my brother-in-law, Dave, years ago, that that's just, that's an appropriate response. And I appreciate those those words of encouragement after a sermon has been preached that, hey, that was good, that was helpful to me, that, that convicted, you were speaking to me. Praise the Lord. He's the one who receives the glory and deserves the glory. My preaching is to be to His glory and it's to be for the building up of the body of believers, to encourage you, to help you, to strengthen you in your Christian life. And that, that's true for every spiritual gift that we have. It's for the glory of God and for the building up of the body of Christ. Your gift of teaching, if that is your gift, is for God's glory and for the common good. In other words, it's to build up the body. It's to make the members of the church stronger and more complete in Jesus. Your gift of mercy or your gift of service is for God's glory and for the building up of the body. Now sometimes you've, you've heard me say that the Holy Spirit has given to you at least one spiritual gift. And that simply means that some of us have more than one spiritual gift. In fact, a lot of us would have more than one spiritual gift. And I, I'm thinking about Don and Ruby Hayes in our church. And some of you may know them. They are usually here in the second service, and they are an elderly couple. And they have, I think, a combination of two gifts, the, com- the gift of mercy and the gift of service. And the reason I say that is every Sunday afternoon, Don and Ruby take communion to those who are a part of our church family who can't be here on a Sunday morning. They're shut-in people either in the nursing home or they're at their home bound. Every Sunday afternoon, Don and Ruby spend two to three hours taking communion to these people. They are showing the gift of service as they do it with such an attitude of cheerfulness and, and, and they're so glad to do it. They love doing it. And they're not waving a flag and saying, hey, look what we're doing for attention or for an applause or a pat on the back. No, it's quiet service. Here I am highlighting their quiet service, but I want you to see how this works. They have the gift of service to God, and who is it that they are ministering to? They are ministering to people who are in need. People in the nursing home who are lonely, whose health is not the best, And Don and Ruby are going in there with an attitude of mercy towards them. 
And they're going into people's homes who are homebound and they're shut in and, and they're giving communion to them and they're showing mercy to those who are hurting, to those who are in a hard situation. They have a heart for those people. And I've talked with those people uh, as I have visited to them. And, and you know, oftentimes the conversation, they'll be saying to me, Don and Ruby Hayes, they're such wonderful people. They come to my house every Sunday and they bring communion and they have a church bulletin and they pray with me. The gift of service and the gift of mercy. And so oftentimes, we'll have a combination of gifts and we need to use those gifts to the glory of God so that the body of Christ can be built up. So I want you to try over these weeks to come, if you don't already know what your gift is, I want you to try to begin to figure out what your gift is. Because God has not given you that gift to just sit on it. He's given you that gift to use to His glory and to the building up of the body of Christ. And when you discover what your gift is and you begin to use it, you know what? You're going to be effective in your service. You're going to be helping others. And the blessing is going to come back to you it's going to be fulfilling to you. You're going to enjoy what you're doing. It's going to be fun. And excitement will come. You get the whole church doing that, what do you got going? You got a good thing going. Your gift of giving. And we'll... Over the weeks to come, we'll see. There is a spiritual gift of giving. We all are commanded uh, and, and taught in Scripture that we should be giving of our resources, but there are some people who excel in their giving, and they love to give, and their eyes are open for opportunities to give. They have the spiritual gift of giving. That person who has this, the spiritual gift of giving, is to be giving in such a way that God is glorified and the body of believers is built up. And the person who has the gift of encouragement, that gift is to be exercised in such a way that God is glorified and the church body is built up. And the person who has the gift of faith, and yes, we all are called to have faith in Jesus Christ, but there are some people who excel in their faith. And when everybody else is kind of, I don't know if this ought to be, if we can do this, the person who has the gift of faith is saying, I know we can do this with God's help. We can do anything. That person's gift of faith is to be exercised in such a way that God is glorified and the church body is built up. You know, too, 
I don't see any of these gifts that are to be exercised with me in the limelight. No, it's he's in the limelight. He's getting the glory. And the church body is being built up. Let's pray together. God, help us in these weeks to come. Give us a taste to whet our appetite, Lord, for learning what our spiritual gift is and using our spiritual gift to your glory and to the building up of the kingdom. If there's anyone here today who does not have the Holy Spirit in them and has not given their life to Jesus, would you convict them, please? This whole series is really for that person who doesn't have Jesus or the Holy Spirit. This is... is, They need the Holy Spirit before this series can really impact them. So we're asking for souls to be saved. We're asking for Christians to understand better, to get on board, to utilize the gift, the special gift that has been given by you to every believer. We pray this in Jesus' name.